The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. his faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in a thrilling adventure, fireworks for Smitty. The Green Hornet strikes again. East Side section of a certain city. Two well dressed men stood on the curb waiting for a taxicab. After a short wait, a cab pulled to a stop before them in answer to their signal. Good evening, Very well, Rusk. <coughs> glad to get away from this neighborhood. Uh, what to? Drop yourself in the docks at the foot of Water Street driving. Okay. Couldn't help but notice those children dancing in the streets to the music of that hurdy gurdy back there. The war to them is something remote and almost unreal. Yes, they've been fortunate up to now, these American children. In fact, all the people of this country have been fortunate. <laughs> the papers here remark that the public missed having fireworks on the 4th of July. Perhaps tomorrow night they will have a chance to appreciate some real fireworks, eh? Hey, is there going to be some fireworks someplace tomorrow night, mister? Was listening, Rusk. We must be careful. Hey, I was asking you to go up. I'm afraid you misunderstood me, driver. That was only a figure of speech. A figure of speech, huh? Fireworks is fireworks to me. Yes, of course. I'm sure if there were any fireworks, you'd probably be around to see them. 
How much further have we to go to reach the ducks? Oh, they're just ahead, mister. Heavier than a chef. You must be more discreet, Rusk. Our plans are too well laid to have anything go wrong now. Said nothing, Miss Dupin. Travis would understand. You're only nervous, Eric. How much, driver? Uh, that's, uh, 85 cents. Here we are, Eric. I have it right here in my wallet. Here you are, driver. Here's the dollar. Just keep the change. Come here, Eric. Funny ducks, them too. Yeah, now that I got my diploma from the detecting school, maybe I ought to do some detecting and see what them guys are going. Hey, there's a little hunk of paper on the floor. Guess that big guy dropped it. Let's see. Huh. <laughs> Don't make no sense. Seven four with a little zypher after it, and then a four all, and that's got a little zypher after it too. Probably keeping track of his lunch money or something. <laughs> yeah, there they go, down to one of them cruiser boats. Guess there ain't nothing suspicious about that. <sighs> I'd better get out of here and pick up some more dough. A short time later, Britt Reed wealthy young playboy and publisher of the Daily Sentinel newspaper, left the lounge of a downtown hotel and approached a cab parked at the curb. Uh, a taxi, mister? Yes. Where to? Oh, yes. Take me to the Sentinel building, please. Hey, I thought I recognized you. Don't you remember me? I can't say that I do, though your face does seem familiar. Oh, I'm that guy with found a wallet along to the fat guy that works for you. Last week, uh, I seen you in the office when I come up with it. Oh, yes, I do remember you now. Say, you're the guy what owns that Sentinel paper, ain't you? Yes, I guess I am. Well, look, look, mister. I ain't no regular taxi driver, see? Is that so? Yeah, yeah. I've been taking a correspondence course in detectives, see? (laughs) I got my diploma, too. It's very commendable. Is it? Well, Well, anyway, I was thinking maybe you could use me on your newspaper, huh? Well, I'd have to give that some thought. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You don't want to do nothing in a hurry. <laughs> but if you ever want a guy for a reporter, I'd make a good one with my training and all, see? Yes, I do see. Well, I'll uh, bear you in mind if I have an opening. Uh, maybe I'd better give you my name and all. Just in case, huh? All right, if you want to. Uh, got a pencil? I believe I have. Well, you better write it down. i got to keep my hands here on the wheel. <laughs> Here's a little hunk of paper to write on. Very well. Are uh, these figures of any value to you? Figures? Uh, yes. Looks like a seven, four... Oh, <laughs> no, no. That, now, that don't mean nothing to me. A couple of nutty guys got in my cab a while ago and drove down to the docks at the foot of Water Street. They was talking about there being fireworks tomorrow night and all. And they were saying us Americans didn't know nothing yet about the war. <laughs> They're saying all crazy things like that. Then one of the guys dropped that uh, bit of paper from his wallet. I see. Uh, what name shall I put down? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want my name, don't you? Well, well, now, don't hold it against me, see? My first name is Percival. Oh. Uh, Percival? The middle name, Forsyth. Forsyth. And the last name, just plain Smith. <laughs> All my friends uh, know me as Smitty. <laughs> you got that? <laughs> yes, I have it all. Good. Now, if you decide you want me to be on your paper, just call the city taxi office and ask for that name, 
And I'll come right up, see? Yes, I see. And if uh, I decide ever to use you, I'll call you, Mr. Smith. <laughs> okay, I'll be waiting. <laughs> and believe me, mister, it ain't every newspaper what can get reporters who's got training in detecting. No, sir. Later that afternoon, a United States submarine chaser plowed its way through the ocean swells just off the east coast. There was tense excitement on deck as the men stood at their battle stations ready to release the depth bombs whenever the order should be given. The ship rapidly approached a position where a spotter plane was circling overhead. The plane is sighted to sub, all right, Lieutenant. Exactly five seconds give the order to release depth bombs. Yes, sir. Stand by to release bombs. Stand by to release bombs. Fire! Fire! Circle back, Lieutenant. All right, Lieutenant. Fire when ready. Stand by to release death bomb. Stand by to release death bomb. Fire! Fire! Circle once more, drop another charge to be sure. That's the first submarine to come into these waters for a long time. It's up to us to make certain it's done for once and for all. Let's hope there's going to be. We can't be certain yet. These Americanus are persistent. By releasing that large amount of oil, perhaps we fooled them into thinking they hit us. Yeah, mein Kapitan. But they do not know how we have improved our submarines so that they can go to greater depths. And if they knew what we... Schwein. They're still snooping around up there. Have them release more oil through the airlocks. Release oil through airlocks. We shall rise to the surface later tonight when all is clear to charge our batteries. Then we shall submerge again and stay here until the designated time. <laughs> Tomorrow night, my dear friend, we shall make record-breaking history in World War II. following afternoon, Britt Reed was talking to his city editor, Gunnigan, in the city room at the Sentinel. Well, the war news is certainly coming in fast, isn't it, Gunnigan? Yeah, it sure is, Chief. According to cables, those rocket bombs are bursting over southern England like continuous fireworks. Yeah, leave it to those Nazis to have something like that up their sleeves. Yes, they spoke the truth for once when they said they had a secret weapon. Well, the Navy communique came in a while ago saying they got a Nazi sub not very far off the coast. I was beginning to think they'd been about cleared out of the nearby waters. Let's see that teletype, Chief of Man. Yeah, Chief. Ah, they were in rather close to that. Well, that's one less Nazi sub to contend with anyway. I'd better get back up to my office. I've got a lot of work to do before I go home. Meantime, Miss Lenore Case, secretary to Mr. Reed, was busy in the outer office when a man of medium build and nondescript appearance entered. May I help you? Uh, I, I come to see your boss. Oh, there's a guy. What is it, Miss Case? Uh, say, uh, 
You still got my name written down on that hunk of paper, ain't you? In case you want me to come to work for you. Oh, the paper. Uh, yes, yes, I have it here in my pocket. Yes, here it is. I have it. Uh, I'll get in touch with you if I decide anything. Okay, then, fella. <laughs> I'll be ready any time. Uh, so long. Oh, for heaven's sake, who's that? <laughs> That's the taxi driver who found Axford's wallet last week, remember? Well, I thought I'd seen that dopey expression before. Uh, don't tell me he wants to work for the Sentinel. Oh, yes, he says that with his detective correspondence course, he should be a great reporter. At least he's ambitious. Ambitious is right. What a reporter he'd make. Well, Mr. Reed, I, I finished all the letters. They're ready for you to sign. All right, Miss Case, just leave them there on my desk. I have a lot of work to do yet. I'll sign them before I go home. Leaving the office early that evening, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. After dining, Britt Reed sat in the living room. He smiled to himself as, reaching into his pocket... His fingers came in contact with the slip of paper given him by the taxi driver. As he gazed at it, he began to think back to the insignificant happenings of the day. I wonder what those numbers might mean. Seven, four, oh, four, oh, oh. Tell them another guy started him on camp. Many guys, he called them. They were talking about the being fireworks tomorrow night. Fireworks. wonder what they meant by that. Yes, that's what Gunnigan said, like continuous fireworks. No, no, there couldn't be any connection yet. Tomorrow night. Well, that's tonight. You you say something, Mr. Britt? Uh, oh, no, Cato, I, I was just thinking out loud. Must be you worry about something, perhaps. Cato, something keeps running through my mind. I can't seem to get it out. Perhaps I'm letting my imagination run away with me, but when I put two and two together, I begin to believe there's something big about to happen. Something that must be stopped to avert a great calamity. Britt Reed, do much thinking. Perhaps if Green Hornet do some action, maybe we... investigating by the Green Hornet wouldn't hurt, Cato. If the hunch I have is correct, quick action by the Green Hornet may be the only solution. Get the gas gun and mask, Cato. We're going down to the docks. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment.
now back to our story. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in his bedroom, Britt Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment house itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. The section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the dark. drove in the Black Beauty to the docks at the foot of Water Street. There, the powerful streamlined car was brought to a stop in the shadows. I'm going to have a look around, Ghetto. Docks seem deserted as far as I can... Wait a minute. I thought I saw a light for an instant over there. As if it might be on a small boat. I saw it too, Mr. Britt. I'm going to investigate it, Kato. You take the Black Beauty to a secure hiding place, and then come to join me. I may need your help. Yes, sir. I'll meet you over there in a few minutes. Meantime, Smitty the taxi driver was cruising along Water Street toward the docks in his cab. It's funny I keep thinking about them fireworks that guy spoke of yesterday. Hey, I must be going batty to think they'd have any fireworks down this way. Sure would like to see some, though. <laughs> Always did like fireworks ever since I was a kid. I get... Hey, what the... Hey, I must be seeing things. I could have sworn I saw somebody move along in that dock over there. And... Jeepers creep. I did see a guy at that. And it looked like the Green Hornet that got out of that car. Hey, I'm calling the cops. Yes, sir. I'm getting the cops right now. In the meantime, Britt Reed cautiously approached the end of the dock where he'd seen the light. Moving along in the shadows, he soon observed the outline of a cruiser-type boat. A thin line of light broke through the curtained porthole of the cabin. Moving without a sound, he stepped aboard after ascertaining that no one was on deck. Whoever's on board there down that cabin, I think I'll go closer without waiting for Kato. Britt Reed went silently down the few steps of the companionway leading to the cabin of the boat. Then, placing his ear to the door, he stood listening. Inside the cabin, Rusk and Eric were talking. Well, I've just finished contacting the submarine by the shortwave radio, Eric, and... There will be surface and waiting by the time we get there. Are you sure we can find them all right, Russ? But of course. They're waiting at a point designated at 74 degrees longitude, 40 degrees latitude. You think you can find such a point with those figures? Eric, for years I was an officer in the German Navy. Finding such a position is simple, especially with the stars to guide one. We dare not use a radio beam, as you know. But don't worry. I'll take us there. Oh, they know it's us who are coming. I have this blue-colored flashlight. The signal is three short flashes. They'll be waiting on the surface. And after we get there, we'll... Wait. If 
thought I heard someone outside the cabin door. I sneak over there and pull it open. Be ready with your gun, Rusk. So, a masked man. I have you covered with this gun. Come in. Well, that was quick work, Nazi. Rusk, this man is a notorious American criminal, the Green Hornet. It's the Hornet, eh? It's snooping at the door. Eric, he has overheard what we had to say, no doubt. I heard enough, Nazi. What are we going to do with him, Rusk? Time now for us to be underway. If he's found out everything, we have no time to waste on him. We'll start now, Eric, and dispose of him on the way. Oh, no, you won't, Rusk. Right? You... Ah, missed me. Now I'll take Eric, care of you. Good work, Eric. Go forward through the hatch. Get going. Take the helm for a while. What are you going to do? I shall tie this sneaking criminal up. Then I'll come forward to direct you. We'll get rid of him on the way out. He's dangerous to our cars. I'll go start the motor. So, the Green Hornet has found his match. As soon as I tie him up, I shall remove his mask and see just what this notorious American really looks like. I go in now. Do not tie him up. All right, now hold him. Perhaps this hold him better. Good going, fella. Tie him up. I'll get to the other one. I didn't hear the commotion because of the noise of the motor. You all right now? Yes, thanks to you. In just in time. Come forward after you finish with him. We have a big job to do tonight. Moving quickly and silently, Britt Reed went through the forward hatchway and soon stood at Eric's back as he guided the cruiser out of the harbor. All right, Nazi, I'll take over. You? I thought you were... Not too late, Mug. I won't let you have the helm. I'll take it, Nazi. Gas. Gas. Everything all right? Yes. My hunch about the numbers on that slip of paper turned out to be right, kiddo. These two are Nazi spies. Why are we going out of the harbor? Because you and I have a rendezvous with a Nazi submarine, kiddo. We've got a job ahead that'll take some deep thinking. But we'll do it. At the designated spot, the Nazi submarine had surfaced. And the commanding officer and his aide stood on deck, scanning the surrounding waters. Ah, it's about time for their arrival, Oberleutnant. I think I hear a motor mine, Capitan. Ah... I hear, too. We must be careful. Have the gun trained on the boat until the signal is given. Look there. Three flashes of the blue light. Yeah. Here's the signal. Let them approach and help them aboard. Well, you finally arrived, Ross. Yeah, Capitan. It is dark. Be careful you do not sleep. We'll go below immediately and carry through our plan. Wait a minute, you. I have gone to back other one. You're not Oscar. It's a trick. Call them in, Oberleutnant. Hold it. You'll take orders from me, both of you. I'll call down the hatch and tell the men to stay below. Yeah, yeah. Just don't shoot. Tell them. I warn you, I understand German. Yeah. Bleiben Sie nieder. Bleiben Sie nieder. Good. Now you will come with us. No. No, we will not take it, mastermind. Kamerad. Kamerad. You Nazi surrender easy for so-called Superman. You can taste this, too. Now, now what do we do? We'll take them aboard the motorboat, Cato. But first, I want to tie this large white handkerchief to the flagstaff. 
Why do you do that? You see that vessel coming over there? That's probably a sub-chaser in answer to that radio call I put out from the motorboat. Oh, they see white flag and take submarine and crew without thinking them. That's right. There's a special reason why they'll want this submarine intact. They'll board and take the crew prisoners. They have to work fast and get away before they get much closer. Rick Reed and Cato quickly hoisted the white handkerchief on the flagstaff. Then, taking the German officers into the motorboat, they hurriedly left the side of the submarine and headed for the harbor. While still some distance from the dock at the foot of Water Street, they noticed another small boat which appeared to be trying to cut them off. That looked like boat of harbor police, Mr. Britt. I was afraid of that. Evidently, the sub-chaser crew boarded the submarine, found the officers missing, and decided they'd desert him. So they radioed the harbor police to keep watch for small boats. They're getting closer every minute. Land almost same time as our boat, Mr. Britt. Shooting at us. Cato's, we draw near the dock, go to the port rail. What do we do? I'll shut off the motor and let the boat drift in. The dock is on the port side. We'll dive in the water and swim under the dock and come up on the other side. And make it to the place where you hit the Black Beauty. We'll go now. All right, Cato. Jump in and swim. Cabin. Come on. Hey, Sarge, there's four of them. Look. And two of them in Nazi uniform. That's the officers from the sub, all right, Lieutenant. Yeah, that's the ones we were after, Sergeant. But I thought you came down here with that taxi driver to look for the Green Hornet. Sure, I tell you, I've seen the Hornet right on this door. Hey, what's this all about, anyway? Search me. Ask the Lieutenant. He knows more about it than I do. Well, I got most of it over the radio from the sub chaser. Seems they got a radio tip-off about that sub being out there, and when they got there, the sub was flying a white flag. They thought it was a trick, boarded it with guns handy, and took the crew by surprise. But the two officers were missing. That must be them there for certain. Yeah, yeah, but they knocked out us up. Sure, sure. Say, Lieutenant, right after you talked to the sub-chaser by radio, you said something about a whale of a big story. And it is, Sergeant. Do you know what that sub was up to? It's a new type. Fitted to launch rocket bombs. They were planning to send those rocket bombs right into the city. Great day, what a story. And not a reporter in sight to get to school. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm giving up the tactic, maybe. Anyhow, this is one time I'm going to be a reporter and phone that story into the Sutton. But I got to know more first. Ain't that enough, you dope? Who brought the boat into the dock just now? Who radioed the sub-chaser? Tell me that. Who? Hey, wait a minute. Look there on the front of that Nazi officer's cap, will you? Yeah. A little round green thing. You nitwit. That's the seal of the green hornet himself. He did all this, knocking them out and all. He must have been making a deal with them Nazis and double-crossed them. The green hornet. Jeepers creepers. Wait till I tell Reed all about this. Maybe after that, the Sutton will have a new reporter named Percival Forsyth Smith. <laughs> with a mug like yours and a name like that, sure it's enough to make even the green hornet die laughing. You better stick to your cab, bub. And practice detecting by hunting the green hornet on the side. For believe you me, I am here to tell you he's one jack and apes can really keep you in practice. See? What did I tell you? That hornet will be the death of me yet. Up the left, please, Bob! Submarine carrier for rocket bombs, 
These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob Height speaking. This is the Blue Network.